Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back into another episode of Jake's Takes. I am your host, Jake Masucci. And today we got a special edition of the podcast. We are not covering NFL playoffs yet. Don't worry, that's going to be later down the road. Um, But today we're going to talk about some coaching carousel moves. Um, Today I'm going to cover Nick Saban retiring. Then we're going to get into um, Jeb Fish to Washington and Kalen DeBoer to Alabama starting college football. And then we'll look at uh, what's circling around NFL circles and talk about the coaching carousel over there. Just a little short podcast for you guys today. And then we're going to get into some playoff football when it's all done. Right now, I am currently about to sit down to watch the Lions game. Hopefully, ready to see a W, but we'll see what happens. Anyways, without further ado, I am going to cue the music. All right, welcome back into the show, and today we are going to discuss some coaching carousel moves. There's been a lot of coaching stuff. I talked about it. I just mentioned it briefly before Aaron and I's podcast last week, so I wanted to get into everything, kind of talk about it. We first got to start on college football, so uh, my first little five to ten minute segment is going to be on Nick Saban and uh, all the stuff that happened at Alabama and uh, Washington. So let's get into it right now. Nick Saban, on Wednesday, I was actually rebounding with my team before our game against Northern Kentucky, and I get a text from one of my buddies. He's like, dude, I can't believe Saban just retired. And I'm like, what? I got to go make sure, um, you know, this is all real. Like, what's going on? Nick Saban retired? And yes, after... uh, a very long coaching career and very successful coaching career. Nick Saban finally retires from coaching at Alabama. He, to me, is clearly the best coach in college football history, at least that's that I've seen. Like the stuff that he did at Alabama, just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it can never be quantified. the The stat that just proves it to me is that if you played for Nick Saban at the University of Alabama, you played for him for four years throughout his whole stint, you would have at least one national championship. And that is just nuts. Absolutely ridiculous. That's just sustained success at its finest. And that's even in the BCS era. That's even in this college football playoff era that we have now. And um, you can kind of go into all of it and see see like, oh, why did he retire? You know, it's got to be all the change and stuff. Dude's dude's in his 70s and uh the life of a college football head coach is it's never ending you're always recruiting and especially with this new nil and transfer portal type of college football that we have now i mean it's just draining it's so draining and as a as a 70 year old like i would completely understand just not being able to handle that like every year and uh you know it's tough because I love what Nick Saban does. Like, um, you know, I, I watch so much about Saban just uh, throughout his retirement because I love watching those guys like after they retire and like what they truly meant to the sport. And he just, 
set such a high level of excellence for his program. And I just think that's an unbelievable thing. I think as a coach, that's what you need to do. You need to set a super high expectation. I I heard a great story that when they were interviewing people for the Alabama job before they hired Saban, Saban was the only one that came in and criticized the program. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, this is Alabama. You know, this is so cool. You know, this is history, greatness. And Nick Saban's like, Nope. Uh, there needs to be the player that the player that just graduated and is in the NFL should be the picture showing up right now. This will help bring in recruits. Uh, this should be here. Man, you guys could really upgrade your weight room. You know, it could be a lot better in order to get recruits. Like Nick Saban was already thinking, like, if I had the job, this is what I do. No, this is what I do. And I think having that mindset is just so vital in being a great coach, just seeing the big picture. And he was awesome at doing that i mean clearly you saw it from this year like this year they started out towards the bottom i talked about it on my podcast like i just wasn't sure like how this team could you know scrape together wins and they were unbelievable down the stretch to make the playoff and be one play away from the championship game really just unbelievable this guy i'm gonna miss him i mean just an unbelievable coach and created a program at Alabama. What I am going to say, though, is I don't think that program is going to be any looser with Kalen DeBoer coming in. And uh, Kalen DeBoer, if you guys hadn't heard, I think this was Saturday when the news came out. It was Friday or Saturday. Kalen DeBoer accepted the Alabama position moving from Washington over to Alabama. And this guy is just an unbelievable coach. I talked about it when I was previewing the Michigan game. I talked about it after the Michigan game, like unbelievable coach. His overall record as a head coach is 104 and 11. And he went, he came from the bottom. He started as an assistant in high school, then moved all the way up to where he is now. He got the head coaching job at Fresno State from 2018 to 2019, was flat out outstanding, moved over to Washington, was a Washington coach for two years. They were excellent. He started out as the Indiana offense coordinator before he got the Fresno job and has just created a system at Washington where they're just flat out dominant. And, um, you know, now he's going to be over at Alabama. And I think the program's going to keep moving. Like you're seeing a lot of people uh, go into the transfer portal and that's fine. And maybe this won't be the same Alabama team next year because like we're not sure who What's going to happen? Will Milrose stay? You know, things of that nature. Like, there's just a lot of change in one year, and it's hard to put that program in right away, even at Alabama. I mean, we saw it with Matt Rule. Matt Rule is an NFL coach, and he came into Nebraska. They won, like, five or six games. You know, like, it's it's a process. It takes a little bit. This is going to be the first year we'll see with Kalen DeBoer. I think in the stacked SEC with Texas and Oklahoma coming over, like, I think an eight win to nine win season is a win if you're Kalen DeBoer. Like this is a big job to take over and you have the biggest, I mean, Nick Saban is the hardest coach to come behind to try to build a program. And, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting and I'm really excited to see how he does. I'm rooting for him because he's a young guy and he's just done an awesome job. He's done an awesome job wherever he's gone. And I really think he's going to continue doing that and create a good system for Wa- or for Alabama to keep going. 
moving over to the Washington job. Actually, like as of a couple hours ago, I'm recording this in between the Packers and Lions game. The Packers are dominating the Cowboys right now. I don't know what I was thinking in my NFL playoff preview uh, podcast, but you know, talking about the, the Washington job, Jed Fish just accepted it, and Jed Fish is the uh, head coach at Arizona. This is an excellent hire for Washington, and especially moving over to the Big Ten. Like Washington is still going to be competitive. If you thought, oh, you know, they're going to fall off with Kalen DeBoer leaving, like this is a great hire. Jed Fish created a program at Arizona with uh, Noah FIFA. I, I don't think that's how you say his last name, but that's how I'm going to say it. Like he was excellent at the quarterback position. They had a lot of weapons at receiver and they ended up beating Oklahoma in their uh, bowl game finishing pretty much top 10 in uh, college football near the end of the year. So they were excellent in their last year in the Pac-12. And I really think he's going to be able to continue that program over at Washington. They're losing a ton. Like, it's going to be tough. Like I said, with Kalen DeBoer moving to Alabama, that first year, it's always difficult. And especially in the stacked Big Ten, it's going to be really difficult because Kalen DeBoer brought in Will Rogers for the next 10 and stuff like that. And Will Rogers, like just a couple of days ago, decided to transfer out of Washington once DeBoer left. And, you know, I'm sure with uh, Will Rogers was the Mississippi, Mississippi State quarterback. He was actually pretty good. Um, you know, that loss is killer for what you're going to do at quarterback next year. But I'm really interested to see how Washington will keep going. I think you'll see a lot of those Arizona guys decide to go with Fish over to um, a stacked Washington, especially with them going over to the Big Ten. And it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, that Michigan-Washington game next year is going to be flat out insane with a lot of those Michigan guys deciding to go pro. J.J. McCarthy decide to go pro. Blake Corum, Junior Colson, a lot of that defense. So, um, you know, it'll be really interesting to see that game next year and see how Washington will fare in the Big Ten. I still think they'll be near the top. But overall, I'm extremely excited for the landscape of college football, especially with all this coaching moves. Like the Alabama job was just a huge thing. And uh, I had to talk about Nick Saban a little bit. Just give him his props because I really do believe that he is the best coach ever in college football and uh, deserves as much props as possible. I think Kalen DeBoer will come in and do a great job. I think Jeff Fish, both of these guys are young head coaches that are doing excellent jobs so far, so I think they'll continue that. And this, those are kind of like the big moves going around in college football. Another coaching carousel move uh, that I didn't really talk about was Jonathan Smith to Michigan State. And, dude, I love what he's doing. He went from Oregon State to Michigan State, and he brought in a lot of guys. He brought in Aiden Childs from Oregon State, excellent quarterback. They brought in a lot of three-star, four-star guys trying to build that defense. And I really think Jonathan Smith is another guy that's going to be a name to watch. If you're a Michigan State fan, you should be very excited with what he's doing. He's building a program there, and you can tell like it's, it's definitely moving up. I can see Michigan State getting some wins next year. I don't know if they'll be like one of the elite elite Again, first year head coach, it's really difficult to continue that and like continue to build up. But I think Jonathan Smith is a name to watch out for in the future. A lot of these Pac-12 coaches on the move just because of the Pac-12 and the demise. But also, I think these are all smart guys that are going to be able to develop their system and be able to put it in place. And I think Michigan State will be a team to watch in the future as well. I hate to say it as a Michigan fan. I, I always remember the block punt and all that. But I think Jonathan Smith is going to, right now, he's taking the right steps in the right direction. And I'm excited to see where he takes State in the future.
Hello, hello. This is Giovanni Mosheri. You might have heard me a couple times on Jake's Takes. I am the sports media director of Oakland University's campus radio station, WXOU, and I've been the host for about two years of a weekly sports show called The Jomo Show, where we cover all of Oakland University athletics, including a weekly update on scores and highlights, as well as interviews with athletes or those otherwise involved in athletics. You can listen to The Jomo Show live on WXOU Thursdays at 6, or you can tune in to me afterwards on Spotify. It's The Jomo Show. All right, let's switch over to the NFL coaching carousel a little bit. Um, I knew I had a big coaches podcast I had to do, so I kind of saved it to do it together. And I wanted to see like how Alabama would do, what they would end up doing. And uh, Washington News came out today, which was great. So I was just like, all right, let's get it all on one podcast. So let's talk about the NFL. Bill Belichick and the Patriots decided to part ways, and that's kind of the main story going in on it. Uh, and they hired Jared Mayo, who was their linebackers coach and with the program for a long time. So uh, talking about Belichick a little bit, Belichick, 24 years in New England. And, you know, he's just an unbelievable coach. I, I think he's he's the best NFL coach that I've seen by far. And that's just because sustained success. I mean, I talked about it a lot on that Tom Brady podcast I did last year when Brady actually retired. So, um, I mean, Bill Belichick's right up there. I mean, he built a program in New England and New England's falling off. Like he definitely isn't the GM that he is the coach. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why he just continued to fall off in people's eyes. But I really think he's a guy. I mean, he's definitely going to be a coaching name in this because I don't think he's done with Saban. Like it's, it's really clear, like Saban's kind of over it. Uh, and that's kind of what happens in the college game. You can get so caught up in the recruiting. Like, it's just so much in the college game. Like, there's so much you got to worry about, especially the transfer portal and all that. Uh, with Belichick, I think it was too much. Uh, with the GM and um, also being that head guy, I think it's a lot. And uh, it took a toll, and especially with the team just falling off and Belichick only wanting to trust his specific assistant coaches. Um you know, it didn't help because some of his hirings at assistant coach were not great, including uh, I think it's his son, Steve Belichick, uh, was with him for a long time as well. They had they just hired Matt Patricia back right after he lost the Lions job because uh, he knew Belichick's system. He didn't want to go through the process of teaching a new coach the system. And that's something you kind of have to do. So um, Belichick and the Patriots finally decided to move on and the Patriots move on to Mayo. So when I originally heard the news, I was really confused because I didn't know who this Jared Mayo is guy is. And I listened to a lot of podcasts and tried to educate myself to figure out why they made just a move inside the program. And apparently, Robert Kraft loves him, like flat out loves him. They they think he's a such a smart guy. He's been a part of that defense since 2006 and really just knows like, how to create a great defense. So they think he's the kind of like the mastermind behind that defense and him like being Belichick's heir has always been around the new England uh, type culture. And I was just like, Oh, I mean, if they really see him that highly, that maybe New England won't fall off too much. But the thing is, is New England's already fallen off. I mean, they have the they have the third pick coming up in the draft. And third pick's probably not where you want to be because you'd assume, like, the top two quarterbacks will go. I, if I'm them, I'm trying to go all in on either two or one. 
going forward that Drake may or that uh, Caleb Williams, and we'll get into draft stuff when we get into draft stuff. But, um, you know, it, it, it really made me realize that New England was very strategic in what they were doing. They really liked this Mayo guy. They gave him a big contract for assistant coaching standards, and then they were ready to um, put him up uh, as the head coach and uh, bring him up that way. And he's a young guy. I think he's around in his 30s. So I think he's going to be able to do solid. I'm not as high of as like I was on the D'Amico Ryan's hire last year. I was very high on that, and look at them now, like an unbelievable playoff win in their last game. So, I mean, I think it's going to be solid, and I think they're going to be able to create a great defensive base, but it's hard to say, like, how much you like it before you see their draft and before you see that process. Like, I need to see their free agency and what's going on there before I make, like, an overall assessment on how I think they did. You know, it's very early with these hires, and uh, with college, you can kind of tell based off, like, transfer portal and stuff and stuff like that like right away that's why you know i was talking about those three pac-12 coaches that i think are doing excellent jobs uh in the nfl you can't really tell not not before the draft not before free agency so i think it's going to be a little bit of a process before i'm ready to talk about mayo again but i do think it's a solid hire i mean good job going like within the team and uh stuff like that so i think it was a solid hire there um, other coaching vacancies available. You got the Chargers. Staley's gone, and I've been a big proponent of fire Staley. I kind of thought they'd do it last offseason. They didn't end up doing it. So the Chargers, very interesting job there. Um, the Vegas job is interesting. Um, a lot of people think they'll just go with Antonio Pierce, uh, who is their intern coach, and really propelled them into a great defensive team he's kind of that defensive mind and when he took the reins as the head guy they were a top five defense in the NFL so I kind of think he will keep that job and I think it would be the best thing for Vegas kind of building something because definitely people bought into what Pierce was saying and I think he would be a very solid coach in that aspect Switching over to some other jobs just off the top of my head, the Bears job is something to keep an eye on. They haven't officially fired their coach yet. I know they fired their offensive coordinator, and it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. They have the number one pick, and, you know, like Justin Fields kind of showed something near the end of the year, but like he's still not really the greatest. So it's going to be hard to kind of project where I think they're going to end up. So they're just a team to watch, kind of. Carolina's jobs open um you know that those are kind of the main ones that I find like on the off the top of my head and something like I think the main coach that people are looking at is Jim Harbaugh which is pretty clear because uh it's kind of clear that he's going to be looking at an NFL job now he just interviewed with the Chargers today so that's going to be something to look at at as well you know something I wasn't considering like talking about on the podcast because like I didn't know what was going to happen in these playoff games but I was watching that Packers Cowboys game and it looks like it looks like the Cowboys job might be open it really does like everybody's like oh god they got a clean house like Green Bay just absolutely whooped them and uh, I'm gonna look up the score now real quick because the game is happening as we speak and I was kind of just sick and tired of watching because it was just such about it's 42 to 20 it's 48 to 24 right now Green Bay's winning with three minutes left so I kind of think Dallas is going to end up firing McCarthy because, um, you know, this is three straight seasons where they've had an unbelievable regular season and then just can't get out of the first round. And if you're Jerry Jones, it's like, we got to make a change. 
we got to make a change. I mean, we we fired uh, Jason Garrett for the same thing, you know, and uh, you brought McCarthy because you thought he could, you know, propel you over the hump. He hasn't been able to do that. And, you know, like you thought this would, I think all of us thought that this would be the team to be able to propel that hump, but Green Bay is just the hottest team in football and they're showing it, you know. Um, and we'll get to like a full breakdown of that game with Aaron when uh, Aaron gets on the, oh, later this week. But, you know, like just absolutely crazy here. And Dallas would be the most interesting job. Like Harbaugh, I could definitely see being inter- linked with Dallas and linked with um, the Chargers as well. Another job that I kind of forgot to mention is Atlanta. And a lot of people are interested in that job because Atlanta has been a solid team. They haven't they were solid this year, and they have some weapons. Like, Bijan's a great weapon to have. They have a lot of running backs. They have some great receivers. Kyle Pitts is unbelievable. They just don't have a quarterback. And they're sitting at that eight spot, so it's going to be kind of difficult to build a, build a team around that. And a lot of people have linked uh, Bill Belichick to Atlanta. But if the Cowboys job opens up, and the Cowboys looks like they just scored uh, 48-32 right now. But um, if the Cowboys job opens up, like, why not Bill Belichick there? I think that would be awesome. Like, it would be so great for storylines. It'd be so great for almost everything. And um, I think that could be interesting to see. Like, I'm just so excited to see the NFL coaching carousel. The NFL coaching carousel really hasn't, like, opened up completely. I kind of wanted to just mention the New England stuff. And, you know, I'll get to it more as it comes more available. But I wanted to get this coaching carousel podcast out there and kind of talk about my thoughts on what's going on so far. All right, that is going to wrap up Jake's takes for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Our plan for the week. So I know you guys were looking forward to me talking about some NFL playoffs. That's going to come out tomorrow. I'm going to wait for all the games to kind of give you my full thoughts on everything just so I can kind of gather myself and get all the information possible. So that's going to be coming out Tuesday. And then um, Friday for you guys, Aaron and I will be talking about some of the games that happened and some of the games to be looking forward to in the second round. So that's kind of the week plan for you guys. We got Monday, Tuesday, Friday again, and I'm looking forward to keeping up some NFL playoff talk and the coaching carousel has been crazy. So I wanted to get a podcast out on that and that's going to be today's podcast. So that's going to wrap up the show for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already, please give us five stars on Spotify, like, and subscribe on YouTube, do whatever you got to do to help out the channel. And I will see you guys next time. Peace.